0: And welcome to the Life Support Live podcast, the weekly podcast that explores how Star Trek can help us to boldly go in our own lives
1: to better ourselves and the rest of humanity. As a famous starship captain once said, and as another famous starship captain also once said, the one with the new series on the way, wherever our mission takes us, We'll try to have a little fun along the way. Always, always. That's the goal. Hi, everyone. I'm
0: psychologist Dr. Ali Matu. And I'm Dr. Trek, Larry Nimachek. One of us is a real
1: doctor. And we'll leave it to you to decide who that is. (laughs) Hey, every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, we record this show live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook with our audience joining in and rebroadcast here as a podcast. If you'd like to join us live, check out the links in the show notes. And now, let's engage with our regularly scheduled program, Already in Progress.
0: Today, we are talking about suspicion of medicine. Um, We're tying this into the current world we live in, um, where there are... um, as we now have multiple vaccines that are being rolled out for COVID-19, um, there are there's a lot of suspicion of uh, the vaccine, of um, getting this out there in a way that might actually uh, help people. So we're going to be talking about all of that through the lens of Star Trek. So l- to get us started, let us know what's your favorite episode of... Um, of Star Trek that explores suspicion of medicine in some way Nathaniel uh, says the quickening is all around the best medical episode including the way people might fear technology in the face of resignation uh, the quickening is a, a wonderful episode Scott also uh, brought up the quickening as well and um, uh Cairo sa- is quoting uh we are not suspicious of medicine. We are not. Medicine is just evil all around us, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, well I would say that counts <laughs> as uh, as suspicious. Kind there. of the antithesis of the Mary Tyler Moore theme there. Evils all around, no <laughs> need to Um
0: Uh Let's see. Uh <laughs> Charlotte says, uh Ollie, please tell me you at least got our, our coffee. Uh we got um from um, fuel, the the lithium crystals are charged. Um, I don't know if they're gonna be if they're gonna be working. <laughs> will be, will be.
1: That's why it was so critical that I, uh, yeah, did I not be crackling and uh, lagging? <laughs>
0: yeah, because I'm crackling and lagging right here. Uh, Tim said it's a monolith. Of course, um, what else would you expect in the pandemic? So, um, oh, and Charlotte says there's another DS9 episode with those humans who refuse to use science or medicine, and that evil woman who puts that who puts people in boxes when they don't oh. conform. Um, evil woman that's put people.
1: Yeah, the the I've gone blank on the name. No, it's the it's the it's the. Uh... Cisco and uh, Cisco and O'Brien, they found that lost colony of people they didn't know were lost. <laughs> I, I want to call it Sanctuary, but it's not. San- it's it's right next to Sanctuary. Um, um is it Paradise? I. It's I second am... season. I know it's second season. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I well, think it's just par- not Paradise Lost, but Paradise.
0: Yeah. Nathaniel says, uh, what we leave behind doesn't put medicine front and center, but it does raise the question about how cures might be exploited in order to gain power in the decision to surrender to the female founder. And then also Nathaniel, um, biological warfare there, um, section 31 and the virus with the, the founders. Oh. Um, so, um,
1: medicine it comes for su- nefarious reasons. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. When it comes to suspicion of medicine, There is a history of those kind of experiences happening um, here in the United States, Um, this Tuskegee syphilis experiment. And Nazi
1: Germany, yes. And
0: Nazi, yep, yep. There's a good reason why some cultural groups are actually suspicious of medicine, because they were experimented on. Um, So, Larry, we're um, next-generation symbiosis symbiosis is is one that comes up, and Christoph is confirming, yes, paradise only. Uh, Looked it up. Uh, Not paradise lost. Larry, where would you like to begin in this wonderful journey that we are on today called <laughs> "Let's Keep Ali Awake and Functioning While He Has the Controls"? <laughs> let's,
1: yeah, let's. uh, This is the inflatable uh, automatic pilot over here trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to keep on with the airplane metaphors. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. Hey, everybody. Well, you know what? I thought we might have some new folks who actually are sticking around after the way we've begun this morning. <laughs> And if you are new with this this week, I just want to say welcome. It's it's uh, not usually this smooth running. Um, <laughs> but no, Life Support Live, as we say, we go boldly through uncertain times. We're here to do a fun – well, we say we do mental health through a Star Trek lens or Star Trek through a mental health lens. But either way, we have a lot of fun. We geek out on our Star Trek – we hopefully send you away with some take-home points and some some points to ponder for your own life or for the poor schmucks around you. Oh no, uh, or for everyone else that you might encounter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little—you've infected me. I'm—you've infected me now. I'm a little loosey-goosey. Um, hopefully not aphasic, though the way they were in DS9's uh, Babel. But uh, no, we have a, actually have a structure, believe it or not, where yes. we've kind of we've kind of drifted into it already. Here, we're kind of in the yes. briefing room and talking about some examples we got a great chat though if you are new and if you're returning if you're a returning champion you know how great our chat is and if you're new i urge you to take advantage we've got folks and whether you're coming in on twitch or youtube or facebook uh it's all good just to note that while the facebook community is the biggest they can't see the twitch and youtube but twitchers and youtubers can see the facebook chat so if you want to see absolutely what everybody is saying the minority platforms are better for that. But if you don't care about any of this, then, and you're on Facebook, then we're glad to have you. But just to say. Um, yeah, and then uh, here in a little bit, we'll have, um, after we leave the briefing room, we'll talk about uh, uh, how do we, I, the middle one. And then we get to the away team. The middle one? You mean the, <laughs> the counselor's, counselor's log. <laughs> log? The counselor's <laughs> log. It comes to me as soon as I give up. The middle one, the one that Ali does.
0: Who cares about that one?
1: Did I did I say any of that? No, I did not, sir. Um, <laughs> and then, then we have the our not, I do. not yeah. K1,
0: not K2, not K4, but K3.
1: K3. We'll uh, have some deep dive under our theme, but back into Star Trek background. Uh, the away mission is what you can do in real life, and then we'll open all the hailing frequencies, even more than they're open now. Yeah. And talk about this. But, yes, we were just asking everybody. So this week... So we are out of fresh trek. I'm going to take the lead here just a second. We're out of fresh Go for trek. It there. Uh, we did a watch along last week to inaugurate back into the uh, no new trek as far as the eye can see for a while period again. This is the way we started. Uh, not exactly the way we started. We started much smoother than this, but this is the way we started picking a new theme. If you haven't come over and join the Facebook page, we'll likely be back to picking a theme by popular vote or the next few themes. But right now, for this week, we looked at a current theme, pulling it out of current events. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Suspicion, uh, different attitudes toward me- uh, science and medical science in particular, distrust, suspicion, uh, and even outright ignorance of or manipulation of uh, medical science. And that's our lovely theme for today. And you guys have been uh, jumping in here early, uh, yeah, with this folks. To help out um, already. Uh, we we started
0: the show always to um, to help us to boldly go in our own lives, as I as I butchered in our introduction. And so this is a this is something that's coming up a lot right now is a uh, suspicion of medicine, and um, there's a lot of great Star Trek that has um, explored this. And so, Larry, where would you like
1: to begin? Oh, let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Said Rodgers and Hammerstein. Um, I don't know. Let's start with the original series, and the one, and you know, and there's when you get when you talk about this angle with the original series. I realize that half the time you're talking about a planet show that probably they're violating the prime directive on to go fix somebody's, <laughs> in this case, distrust of science or medicine. <laughs> Uh, but one thing, and when I say medicine, I'm gonna talk about uh, physiology and biology a little sure. bit, Sure, yeah,
0: yeah, broadly defined
1: medicine. uh brought you know interactive with a body, a humanoid body, probably way too humanoid, but um for the makeup budget, but the one that pops into mind for me first, and I haven't and I've been uh, not looking at the chat while I've been doing ninety percent of the talking uh, is um just cloud minders, which everybody thinks of as a social class commentary you know on the people living in the cloud and the people living below but it comes down to a simple matter of the people on the ground the miners who are doing all the work are breathing in this gas from the xenite they're mining and the cloud dwellers think they're inherently defective they're inherently inferior and it's really if the cloud miners if the city dwellers are breathing this gas at the same time they can be just as mentally less perfect. <laughs> Than the folks on the ground, than the disruptors. But at the end, the great blue guys, Spock and McCoy, come up with the answer. Kirk just can't get anybody to believe it. Either side. Yeah. They both want to be stuck in their grooves rather than listen to the science that's coming at them that can actually help. You know, at the at Phaser point, he finally forces them: take your science, (laughs) damn it, you know, and eat it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's good for you uh, Which is something I wish I could do These days at times I'm not a violent person at all but I time,
0: have a phaser You can borrow my phaser It's just non-functional
1: I have my my laser pointer phaser up here That some German fans made for me For conventions back when we used to do live conventions
0: But I remember, uh, I've heard of those things
1: Yeah, but uh, I mean They put a laser in a phaser Very nice looking phaser That's cool Yeah Is
0: that a a TOS phaser or is it TNG phaser?
1: I'm sorry. When I say things like it's a phaser, I mean TOS is the default. That's what we say. All
0: right, all right, all right. All right. I don't know if you meant the remote control phaser or the glue gun phaser. This this was. Oh. In like
1: 1995, this was awesome.
0: That, no, that still
1: looks awesome. And it has a heft. And. The speaker for the laser—it probably needs some battery. Yeah, it needs a battery. But the speaker for the laser is the astron—is the uh, pile. And there.
0: so that—that that has a functioning laser pointer.
1: Yeah. That this really this cool. removes, but it just removes. They had the speaker up here. Well, it's supposed to remove. Oh yeah, see, it's got the wire to the speaker. Wow! We... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can see that. that. Yeah. But it did remove, which I thought was awesome. Anyway, it was so cool that I never took it to a con because I was too afraid to lose it.
0: <laughs> you know, I um, I, I'll tell you a little story. Um, breathe, the the la- night. breathe the xenite. <laughs> <laughs> breathe the xenite. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the last San Diego comic cons I went to. Yeah. One of the last San Diego comic cons I went to. I was flying out from New York when I back when I lived in New York, and um, I had my I had my phaser, and it was um, I was I had a uh, original series as well as a Kelvin timeline um, uniform, and a, a original series phaser as well as a Kelvin timeline phaser.
1: I had and them you mixed in. them up, and someone yelled at you for it.
0: No, 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 no. Um, as I was going through airport security, they pulled me aside because they saw the phaser shape in my suitcase, and they're like, "What is this?" And I said, I'm just going to Comic-Con. That's a phaser, but it's not real. And they're like, it's a what? And then they brought more security on. And they're all trying to open. They're like, wait, wait. I don't know if we can touch this thing. And then one guy came over and said, don't worry about it. He's going to Comic-Con. He's a Trekkie. It's a These fair. are not real. Yeah. Have a good time. <laughs> and... um I was like, thanks, uh, live long and prosper. And then he said, uh, peace and long life. Like it, I'm so thankful there was a tricky TSA agent. Otherwise I would have been, I would have been in big trouble. But Larry, that's a good, it, I'm it's surprised he didn't
1: turn around and go, guys, 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 it's like a lightsaber only smarter. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, well, yeah. I, I think that's a great place to start, Larry, because, um, just having the right information, just having science or information on your side, it's not enough to persuade people and to to change behavior. Information is not enough. And um, Cloud uh, Minor definitely shows us that.
1: Yes, I'm sorry. I was back in, I've, I've got to get it through my head that you're only going to talk for like a minute at a time. <laughs> <laughs> today. I was trying I to can catch go them. on
0: and on. I don't know if you'll if you'll if you'll enjoy the the random bits of my yeah. of the crevices of my mind. Um, uh,
1: but but so I don't know, I, that's the first thing that popped. So yeah, so cloud Miners was the first thing that popped up from the original series for me. There's there's probably some other ones. And there's there's shades of this, right? I mean, there's there's gradations. And most of the time, we want to think about something like this topic as being well, it's obviously some wacky backwater alien world or some culture somewhere that's not starfleet or whatever um right. so you know that's a thing uh but m- moving on at least next generation the one that leaps out to me yeah. is uh, uh thine own self yes own yeah
0: obvious yeah. this one this is a obvious one and and this is just a great still capture by the way larry this is a um, nice HD still here.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> why, why well, you're welcome. Uh, me and Trekcore and I did a great job on that. Yeah. Um. um, this is a, this is a
0: wonderful episode for this topic. So not only are the people on this planet suspicious of data, um, but the moment he arrives, there's a, uh, there's an illness um and they sort of uh blame they blame him for it right right uh which
1: on one end is inherently logical because what's like what's the biggest single thing that changed since this disease broke out his arrival right and then he's weird because he doesn't really he's different they're a little slow on the fact of how different he is but (laughs) yeah yeah he's
0: very different than them but okay
1: and saying that he's from South America doesn't quite work. So um, <laughs> I am Carlos. Uh, that doesn't work. So, yeah, the thing about this episode is it's not that they distrust medicine. It's like they have a midi. I mean, they have this wacky doodle, you know, backwards wise medicine woman who's like doesn't know what she's talking about, <laughs> but she's impressive. So she has herbs or something, and that's enough to get her over the hump of being a healer or wherever she calls herself. so this is a case of being suspicious of medicine for good reason because you had bad science that didn't answer all your questions all the way, and then there's still plenty of room for myth and rumor and and folklore and and all that to take over which and you see at the Frankenstein moment of the mob pitchforks and torch mob right yeah.
0: right, and how quickly and how quickly that can happen um Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and uh, there's a, a few things that leap out to me about this episode. One is correlation versus causation. Um, just because two things happen at the same time doesn't mean that one is causing the other. Although in this episode, by the end, it kind of does. Right? It kind of is Data's fault. Um, but the the other part of this is um, something that's, that uh, keeps keeps coming up in on on earth here is if you do want to um, um, release a vaccine, if you do want to uh, release some type of medical uh, medical support, you really need to go through the uh, and partner with the leaders in the local community. And data kind of does that here and also kind of doesn't. Mm-hmm. But you you really need to respect um, the local community and how it functions and who the mental health leaders not the mental health but who the unless they're batshit crazy yeah <laughs> yes well um, if anyone's interested in this topic uh, there's a great TED talk by Vikram Patel he um, his TED talk I think is called Mental Health for All by Involving All. And one of the things he talks about is in most parts of the world, the United States included, there will never be enough mental health care providers to meet the mental health needs of of this planet. So um, the model that that. He oh, that's has, crazy. <laughs> I wish it was not. I, I wish I, I wish it was. Uh, yeah. It, so what what he has done is. um taken the best of, um, the easiest, fastest way to treat depression and substance use. And he's trained, uh, local community healers in different parts of the world and found great success in, um, in partnering with, uh, the local healers. So, um, there's something to be said about, uh, about trying to understand the community instead of going the Kirk kind of route and like
1: take your medicine, um,
0: uh, but then, Thy Known self is a wonderful. The Known self is, this is a the Kirk wonderful. Medicine example. International
1: symbol. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, Cairo mentions uh, TNG's ethics is also a good medicine story with Worf's spine. So that's another. We talked about that. A f- I forget when Larry we talked about that a few episodes back. And um, in the past. In the past. Um, in 2020, we talked about that. <laughs> it's a blur and, now. Yeah. And this also gets to the idea of culture and how, how strong culture and identity interact with medicine and science. And you, you can't just argue facts with people. And ethics goes in a lot of directions with medical ethics, but there's also that great storyline about Klingon identity and Klingon medicine being pretty underdeveloped because they, the warriors die honorable deaths and they don't necessarily seek out medical treatment for these kind of injuries that, that mm-hmm. warp has.
1: And being wounded is shameful. And hold your beer because we're going to get back to that in a little bit. Yeah. I see another one here. So Robert McLean has got uh, symbiosis, which is an alien plant, an alien planetary system. Remember the drug, the, the drug addicts and the planet that keeps them drug addicted? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Unaware of that that's all that's wrong with them. Uh, well, no, um, they, they know that they're addicted. They think they need it to survive, and it's really just an addiction. Uh, Nathaniel says, uh,
0: uh, Larry, the medicine yes. woman was yes. willing to ask for the experimental evidence.
1: That's why I started off saying the point here wasn't that anybody was trying to ignore science. It's just that they didn't have very good science. Mm-hmm. They had, you know. And here's Data, who is, and like, And they were walking, respecting her science. until it got scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> But she again, uh, it's a culture where not only was her science bad, they were willing to believe her until things got scary because the science wasn't science knowledge wasn't spread in the population. Even bad medical science knowledge wasn't out there. It was the yeah. blacksmith that came up and wanted to you know tried to spear data and got electrocuted.
0: Uh, Victoria's asking, will you give the name of that TED talk again um, I, I yes, it's then, Vikram I, Patel is the um, is a speaker, and I believe it's called. Mental Health for All by Involving All. I think that's what it's called. Uh, but if you just look up Vikram Patel TED Talk, you'll find it, Victoria. Or maybe someone can share the link in the comments.
1: Yeah. I uh, see, uh, Charlotte, oh, back to TOS, Charlotte ha- uh, mentioned, uh, oh, <laughs> we were talking. I mentioned the N-word Nazis, and she said, that's patterns of force. Um, yes. Uh, we mentioned some. So let's move on to DS9. Why don't we? Yeah, uh, cause we're, we're on, on a DS9. 90 minute timer this week, um, because of our delay. Uh, and I've got to be out at the top of the hour. So here's one. Um, Babel is one, which is pretty straightforward. They, they have pandemic protocol. This got mentioned a lot when we first went into lockdown. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like there's a product, there's a protocol and whatever it is, whether it's gory or whether it's very, a very clean virus. Everybody looks just fine. They're just, you know, crazy. Um, their senses and sensory things, processes are off. But Cisco knows immediately what to do. He still has people. Now, the reason I use that image was not everybody at DS9, in case you hadn't noticed, it's the point of the show, is Starfleet or is Federation centric. And so this freighter captain is like pissed off that his ship has been impounded for the pandemic. And yeah. oh, guess what? He gets infected too, and goes crazy, and tries to pull his ship out of dock, and almost blows half of the docking ring off, among other things that are burgeoning. That's one one problem, and he's trying to do that when there's nobody left to run the docking system but Quark and Odo at the end. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, and uh, what what I really like about that um, that part of the story, Larry, is. Um, Uh, looking at what are people's motivations when it comes Mm -hmm. to a pandemic and when it comes to uh, medicine. And with that individual, he needs to make money. He needs that gold press latinum. And um, staying around and quarantining for some kind of virus that he doesn't see infected with his group or that he thinks he can contain (laughs) It's lower in the motivation than delivering his cargo, getting paid, and all that sort of stuff. Getting a regular
1: actor's salary. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right. Getting his, uh, his SAG credit there. Uh Um, it's, we have seen this play out over and over again in the pandemic. And sometimes we might, we might say, well, what's wrong with that person because they're not listening to the science and all of that. Well, it's a lot easier to listen to the science when, um, and, and quarantine or wear a mask or do these things when culturally that's supported and when um, your, your finances aren't at stake. Um, I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago who's in Florida and was saying, um, look, I, uh, uh, I'm an audio engineer. I record things for, for video. I do all the audio on video recordings. If I don't work, um, I don't get any money. I can't pay rent. And all the sets are open up here. And if I don't show up, I'm not going to be making any money. And no one here is wearing a mask. No one here is doing any of these things. I, I do not have any other options. It's either, yeah, I shelter in place and I don't go or, or I don't, and I don't eat or I go and I take the risk, but, um, I'm able to eat. So,
1: I think Die that trader, or starve. That's right. Pretty, yeah,
0: right. And there's no good options there because of how these things are set up. So what is Cisco supposed to say? Like, we'll we'll pay for your cargo. Like, the, you know, it's um, it's yeah. a tough situation, and I I uh, I really believe that people do. Um, If you just follow the motivations, you can see why people do some of the things they do. And you can see why this person so wanted to leave the station because he had
1: he had to get paid in the big picture. That's what's going on. But you also see that then when you have a pandemic and you have people suffering and you have the logical when you want to follow the science in a perfect situation, that's there shouldn't be this killer choice, this Sophie's choice of what do with your life, because what should happen is. A everyone stays at home everyone stays in their pods for the good of killing the virus but B the the world still goes along yeah so the government if the government tell if your authority tells you to stay home to do this then it's up to that authority to make it okay for you to do that without putting you in harm's way
0: one
1: 100% and when you when you have if someone is either there's an ignorance <laughs> of a basic fact like that or Someone is keeping people in suspense, in stress, like purposely to to drive them. You know, then you induce fear and desperation and people take on those assumptions. That becomes their motivation for trying to undock their damn ship and get on with it. Um That's a that's a one off situation. But if it's an ongoing de- deal like, oh, we're in. Then the motivation there is to keep people obviously afraid and scared and punish them, you know. For doing what they're supposed to do scientifically, I will yeah. just say interject here that your friend in that situation you talked about, um, the new incoming administration has now added, yeah, you cannot yeah. go. You can get unemployment because where you work is not informed. You don't. You're. You feel unsafe to go to your work because no one is following any protocols.
0: That's that's wonderful to hear, and that's that's part of what's needed in this kind of crisis situation. Is. Um, all the infrastructure needs to be in place to support the goals of, of medicine and the goals of, we're, uh, I'm going to extend medicine to include public health. Like, that's a public health emergency that Deep Space Nine was under. And while Deep Space Nine was was res- trying to restrict the, uh, the spread of this virus, um, they weren't really positioned to be able to interact with everything else that was going in the sector to prevent that guy from from uh, also arriving at the at wherever his destination was. And if we're on Earth or if you're on Starbase 1, these things are less of an issue because there is uh, the economics of the future quite work a little bit differently. And there's a bit more uniformity to it. But what's so beautiful about, um, about this Deep Space Nine episode, it shows diversity of cultures, diversity of motivations, diversity of support, an inconsistent response across cultures like that episode is a is a really great parallel for the situation we're in and yeah larry hopefully we're going to get now more coordination between um in in the united states at least with the federal state and local levels even in california there's confusion uh the californian state reduced the um age limits of the virus to 65 but then all these counties in California are saying we don't have the supply to be able to deliver that. So a lot of uh, some counties you can get it if you're 65. A lot of counties it's it's 70. Some counties it's even older than that. LA is still restricting to essential workers and and uh, and older folks because of the of the gravity of the situation there. It's um it's very hard. To have this coordinated response, and it's you see the problems of that in, in that Deep Space Nine
1: Well, yeah. Um, and hopefully that will change, but it sometimes it takes a while to turn the battleship, even when the battleship was sinking. So, you know.
0: Larry, I'm going to take that's... a moment and make a very important announcement here. Please
1: take a moment.
0: Uh if you all would raise a, a glass and, and join me in uh in oh. saying happy birthday to our friend Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Larry's birthday was this week. Larry, um I would sing happy birthday to you in Klingon if I knew the words. Uh Rock the Doc Dog I don't know. I don't
1: know. Okay. So I
0: just uh I would like to say uh kapla to your um uh, to your to your uh, next journey around uh, the well, thank star. You. This
1: has been a this has been a pretty good to be in lockdown. This has been a pretty good birthday week. All things. <laughs> I had a two well, days later birthday present, so it was great. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's it was on uh, national
1: TV. Didn't you see it?
0: <laughs> oh, I <laughs> uh, that was. Uh, you know what? The amount of uh, relief I've been able to have this week has been. Um, has been until, quite until lengthy.
1: last night. <clears throat> uh, I,
0: don't, I don't even uh, oh oh God. yeah good with my daughter happened. stayed up thank I was you. like what are you talking about? What happened last night? Oh right, I was awake.
1: Yeah. Uh, did not have a good response. <laughs> but anyway, thanks. Um, the, I didn't mean to I didn't mean to <laughs> this is what my social media looked like this week. But I didn't mean to bog down our chat, but thank you. I Mark. did.
0: I meant to bog it down. Uh <laughs> Oh man, Larry. Surely uh, surely the greatest of times, right?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I'm just looking here. I'm gonna hold one back just because we're going chronological. Oh, for one thing, yes, Scott, that was dust. What this is the the uh, HD is working, I can tell. It was on <laughs> top of the of, It looks the like shelf. camouflage.
0: It's like it's it's like a camo
1: phaser. <laughs> it's with a camo phaser. Oh don't say that. Somebody will sell it. Uh Dan jumped in here, though, and offered an original series, uh, Friday's mm. Child, with McCoy trying to help Ellie in, which was part of their, of the, um, of the culture, um, of Capella 4, the Ten Tribes, which is actually kind of presaging the whole mentality that we get with Klingons later on. Um, mm. you think, I guess that's why they bonded so well, even if, um, uh, even if, uh, not Kor, Klag, whatever the hell his name was, uh. <laughs> The Klingon agent who was not an agent. Klingon I know I did that for you. He yes, was a Klingon soldier, it. not a Klingon agent. Who um, spoke Klingonese <laughs> Half the Quadrant knows it. Um, anyway, but that's the culture as much as it was individually L N. and and McCoy. But yes, absolutely uh and charlotte
0: that- brings up uh one of my favorite examples that is not really a great example but um the macrophage um the ma uh the macro virus episode um uh, i just love that episode because it's it's one of those um die hard star trek kind of episodes where the captain is just kicking butt um that and um, Starship Mine are really great examples. Yes, um, but
1: were they doing it barefoot?
0: No, right, right, right. Uh, which <laughs> like the newest
1: one. Michael Burnham was. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those diehard on Starship episodes. Uh, but speaking of Voyager. Um,
1: I, well, uh, I saw Charlotte's done two Voyager comments. I was sticking them back until we got to Voyager and chronologically, but then that's just me. Go ahead, plunge. But isn't had... that now?
0: Isn't that now? Isn't that what's happening
1: now? Aren't we now ready? We're not going to plunge? do the other DS9 one.
0: Oh, oh my gosh, Larry!
1: It's okay. I got... know. I know you're afflicted today.
0: Yes, I, I'm. I'm. Um. Which is actually quickly, comes here,
1: Which is. An I'm quickly.
0: Um, um. I don't know. I can't think of a joke there. But this is a great episode. We should. Really Somebody, and
1: someone, met, apologies. Somebody mentioned this right off the bat. Yes. Uh, right out the gate. The quickening, the quickening, and this is a case where it's this, so you've got a society that's been a, that being punished by the Dominion with this disease, yeah. uh, and it's not a case where people are trying to, they've given up, they're so afflicted, they've given up, and uh, they've been cursed with this in real life, but Bashir jumps in and goes, oh my god, this is horrible, I'm gonna save you all. Yeah, I'll save you all in. Forty five (laughs) minutes. Forty five minutes. But what happens is they. um, Yeah, Scott mentioned this earlier. um, And Libby was guessing at it, I guess, trying to remember. But they um, this is a case where it's not so much about suspicion of medicine or rejection. It's like they don't want to even try. It's like they're so uh, disappointed. They're so on the deep end that they in fact, they get Bashir gets lectured at one point for even bringing hope to people, like, don't put up their hopes when when you're just gonna they're gonna die anyway, and not only do they die, but everybody else around in the circle goes, and, oh, no, it's pointless, it is hopeless after all, and they yeah. live, and they go back to that life, and then, of course, at the end, he can't save the people, but they at least start birthing some babies that aren't afflicted with the quickening. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's another case of people's relationship to science and being negative and you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, and um, uh, what? Uh, th- there's a there's a lot of great stuff too. Uh, the quickening that that's a parallel to right now. I think what you mentioned, Larry, is is uh, does reflect a little bit of where we are in this pandemic, um, or maybe where we were. I don't know. Maybe it's where we were in in November, December. Maybe it's we're kind of getting back. to Are you this
1: saying place? there's many threads to the tapestry of this pandemic?
0: Oh. Ho, ho! Hey, uh, we got a Jean Luc Pickard in here. Um, have a drink, folks.
1: Actually, this morning, it's like any excuse to get you to take a sip. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> People keep asking about my shirt. Um, so I'm going to say this shirt has a lot of really geeky things on it. Yes, there's a Nintendo. There's also a Starfleet emblem right there. The Starfleet emblem is above the super, ni- or the, uh, the original Nintendo nearby the floppy disk and the, uh, the periodic table of elements. So one of my favorite shirts ever, um, Larry, the quickening. What I love about this episode that reflects right now is learned helplessness. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's, there's research about, about this idea that when people feel like their actions make no difference, Mm -hmm. they sort of settle into not taking any action and not being open to trying something new, which is exactly what Bash- Bashir runs into on this planet. Um, it makes sense that they might have given up on this because nothing, their actions haven't led to any change mm-hmm. for for so long. So similarly, I think some people are are in this
1: uh, in this place. I mean, the about- culture is advanced enough to be aware. Of yes. other, you know, they're not like a pre-warp civilization that has no, no. clue about other planets and other beings. No. Because they've they been for... in the Dominion, overcome, and tried to break away with yes. some thought of being successful at it yes. and, or, or, or rejecting them, a space army. And um, so they've been, like, knocked down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Heidi, if you want the shirt, go to Threadless.com. Uh, if, you, if you'd if like to pick up the shirt, you can you can pick it up over there. Um. Yeah, and Larry, that's. I, I think some of us are are in this place right now where, um, look, maybe we feel like we've done all the right things. We've sheltered in place. We've worn a mask. It's a pandemic. We've, yeah, and and to do? yeah, w- we've tried to do all the right things, and <laughs> um, you know, the rates come November and December in the United States just skyrocketed, and it's not just us, but you look at uh Canada, Canada, which has largely had a more consistent response. To the pandemic than the united states where neighbors are very close to each other they have a um they, they have, have a universal health care system yeah, yeah you you look at the uh, you look at other places that um seem to have done it better than us and a lot of places november december things just just skyrocketed so it it can feel like hey i've done everything right and look nothing has happened it can also feel like Look, I haven't done, I haven't done, I haven't worn a face mask. I haven't done these things and I'm still fine. Things are okay. So right now we are at this phase where I think a lot of people feel like they don't have a lot of personal control or agency over what's happening to them. And the reality is you do have some control and agency. It can be very hard to see it in the big picture Um, and this is why I say we might be getting back into this place. Yeah. We've got these vaccines coming out. We also have these new variants. We've got the California variant, which is coming out of Southern Mm -hmm. California. We have the UK variant. There's, um, the, I think South Africa, um,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: And we don't know how well the vaccines that we have work against these new variants. So, um, <clears throat> you can see how people would f- would react in the same way as they do in the quickening.
1: Yeah. Christoph uh mentions Hippocratic Oath here, which is it's a medical show. It's Bashir trying to solve the mis- the riddle of why this one Jemhadar is not addicted to yes. Ketasel White. What's and it's and they're trying the to white. come up with the, the white. They're trying to come up. He's trying to come up with a cure or a device where it just comes up. That it's just his. He was just an odd. He was just a defect in the old, in the old genetic growing system of um, of Jim Hadar. That it was just yeah. a one-time defect that he can't replicate with external medicine. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how that. I mean, thank you, Christoph. I, I don't know. I mean, we've got a whole range here. We're talking about people outright suspicious. We're talking about people who use medicine to and the knowledge to manipulate it against someone else and so that other body is suspicious of medicine and like we just mentioned you're people who've given up hope on medicine I yeah don't know
0: um if, uh, Cai- uh, cairo sure uh, was, um yeah. on on twitch yeah. says we see that right here as lockdowns become less and less effective people adhere to them less and less cairo you're you're right on yeah. it is very hard what was that to get failure people- cascade
1: what do you call that
0: <laughs> I feel your cascade i call that the need for level one i don't know diagnostic, diagnostic lockdown. Yeah. yeah um cairo's <laughs> right on here because it's it's quite difficult to get a large population of people to to change we see that with um with hurricane warnings we see that with um potential flood warnings with preparing for earthquakes getting people to react to some type of potential danger that they don't see the immediate effects of it's a very hard thing to do and if you keep asking people to do it over and over and over again and they're not seeing the benefits of it they start to become less effective just as cairo is saying um so yeah i um i i feel you on that cairo um
1: Oh, I'd forgotten that angle of macrovirus. Yes. Thank you. Sure. I mean, you've mentioned this already. The whole point of the setup of the show is the society that rejected the science. That's right. It wasn't just diehard. Okay, I apologize Ali last night for blowing you off on Macro. <laughs> you're you're okay. You're okay. I just like that I mean I didn't put up a good
0: defense of that episode cuz I think I just said, "Well, Janeway yep. gets to kick a lot of butt." And you um, couldn't
1: blame your little girl last night. So.
0: <laughs> no, this was before all that happened. Um I just like the fact that Janeway, does she punch? I have this image of Janeway punching the virus. Or no, she uses her phaser yeah. to hit it, right? Yeah. Face- I just right, think face- that I mean, how amazing is that? Um, Justin brings up here, um, a really great point that, um, I alluded to earlier, but I want to say more directly. Um, he talks about, um, sometimes in black, uh, in black communities is, it's uphill battle due to past relationships with medicine and those rep- representing the medical industry. There's a very long history which continues to this day of, um, uh, of, Medicine experimenting on Black communities, on forced uh, sterilization of Black people and Indigenous people and people of color, um, even to this uh, the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, where the United States knowingly held back treatment um, from people who were um, um, who were positive for syphilis and allowed syphilis to continue to spread, even when well, they were infected. They
1: were intentionally infected. It wasn't it like a infected- whole. Yes. All, like all these, all the Tuskegee Airmen went and had a wild weekend for a month. It was, no, it was like They that. were intentionally, yeah. <laughs> yes, um,
0: and uh, there was absolutely no informed consent and a complete unethical uh, process. And um, you know, Larry, like uh, California was one of the last states that got rid of um, um, allowing prisons to sterilize um prisoners. <clears throat> yeah um, and that was like in the seventies that we got rid of yeah. that, and then to this day, I'm having trouble hearing you okay i I don't know why my Siri got activated Siri go away this is not <laughs> this is this you don't pretend to be the enterprise Siri yeah. Uh, <laughs> hello, computer. <laughs> hello, city. <Siri. laughs> it's not the same in twenty twenty one. This mouse is just a hello computer. It's not as cool as a I know, home. I know. Um, but then like also, the to this day, yeah. yeah, yeah. To this day, um, doctors are are less likely to prescribe medications to um to black communities. They're more. There's. There still is this belief that uh black people are more. Uh, tolerant of pain so for all th- all of this is real history that continues to play out to this day and these are real reasons why um uh, people with with uh, different backgrounds are more suspicious of healthcare and are mm-hmm. more suspicious mm-hmm. of medicine because they have good reason to be <laughs> because there is a traumatic history there so Um, Thank you, Justin, for for uh, uh, bringing or if they if Um,
1: they um, if they have a fear of bureaucracy for some reason, then if medical if medicine comes at them from that bureaucracy, then that just gets wrapped up in the overall. I'm you know, I'm thinking about immigrant communities.
0: Yeah, we we talk about the eugenics war in Star Trek. The real eugenics wave uh, was all about this. Uh, the real wave of eugenics that, and, and scientific racism is another term. You know, a lot of the early for, um, the early fathers of, uh, psychology were real racist folks who were using the new science to try to advocate for, for white su- supremacy. So, Mm-mm. boy, yeah.
1: Measuring can... skull size, all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. So, um, you know, Larry, one of my favorite examples of that is, um, um, some of the early memory tests um, showed that white people had faster reaction times, and that was shown to show uh, higher IQ of white people. Well, a few decades later, new memory research came out that showed um, diver- uh, uh, people of color had faster reaction times. And then the rationale there was, oh, well, they're more barbaric and they're more animalistic, so they react faster but why people react slower because they're more reflective. So a lot of that early science, it was Mm -hmm. just taking whatever results you get and use those to support whatever kind of racist ideas you had. So I think one thing we're uncovering here is there's so many layers to why people might be suspicious of medicine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's no one reason and there's no one way to deal with all of that. (coughs) Voyager. What were we going to talk about with Voyager? Uh,
1: well, we—I oh, I sent you. Um, what did I send you? You sent me this. I sent you. Uh, oh yes, this is. I've um, oh, gone blank on it. It's the prisoner who's repentance. Uh, <laughs> sorry, repentance. Yes, repentance. No, so you've got an alien culture. Uh, they're helping the Voyagers, helping ferry some prisoners for a lesser culture that's still aware that's post warp and they find out there's a prisoner they're they're treating who's ill and he takes seven hostage and some other things well they get that back under control the doctor in scanning this this person finds out he's got a brain defect that mm. once he clears it up and elicits a personality change he had a total you know uh, 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 an amoral sociopathic personality from this brain defect once that's gone He's a completely functioning, moral, ethical person of society. Horribly regrets the actions he took. Would never do it again. Everyone's convinced he's cured. They go back to his culture, and to the victims of his original, the family of his original victims, and none of them want to see. None of them can trust these strange space people with the blinky lights. They say, so "Are like hell no, put him to death." And that's what. And that eventually happens. And you know. The doctor and Seven get to reflect on this, but um, it's that's that's ripped right out of the headlines of people who and you know we still have dicey science and maybe we don't know everything, but in future perfect world of, of of Voyager, that wasn't the issue. The issue was our heroes were convinced he was fine, so it became that planet culture that could not accept that behavior could be so physiologically based in this case. And yeah. we do have cases of that happening. I mean, they're kind of sparse, but there are some rip from the headlines cases doctor real doctor right
0: yeah yeah absolutely um yeah, there's um head trauma especially uh, trauma to your frontal lobe can have pretty big effects on on your behavior on your um your ethics on your ability to understand these kind of things um and we don't have that, uh, 24th century technology that might be able to, to fix some of those things. The brain is, um, it's amazingly plastic, uh-huh. which means it can, it can adjust and it can adapt. And, and that's one of the ways in which people recover from things like strokes. The brain has an ability to rewire to a point. And, um, head trauma and brain injury <coughs> can really, um, have some pretty, uh,
1: devastating effects on, on people. Um, I want to do a throwback here. Nathaniel uh, mentions. Um, huh? Please go for it. Oh, I thought I'd, you, I'd cut out again. <clears throat> Nathaniel mentions um, body parts with the B-plot where uh, Bashir has, where has, he says Cork trusted Bashir with a prognosis that was a fatal illness. Mm. He didn't want to trust Bashir because Bashir wasn't charging. <laughs> so. <laughs> <in our discussion, laughs> right, right, official, right, right. Cultural reality, um, his inclination was like, This is free, it must be worthless. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. Cling on the beliefs that. and like I'll see you, yeah, for the comments What on.
0: what a great example of suspicion of medicine because that gets back to that cultural layer of of what's valued and what seems trustworthy and equating um, quality with cost. Um, you know, there's, um, sometimes when you charge more for something, people, people think it must be more valuable. Um, so like a, uh, a $80 haircut must look so much better mm-hmm. than a $15 haircut. Um, people, people think this often with, um, with food and goods and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I, 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 see that here. That's a great example, um, uh, of suspicion of medicine for a completely different reason than, mm-hmm. uh, than we've been talking about. I love that example. Was that Nathaniel who gave that one?
1: Yes, that was Nathaniel.
0: Good, good. And, line,
1: and here's a quick shout out to Rose. I feel like we're inhaling frequency. We are going to get that way team We're at, we've got 25 minutes left before we have to be gone or I have to be gone. Rose, be gone. a quick shout out to you. Uh, I will say, I didn't know it was your birthday yesterday, so happy birthday. Oh my birthday. gosh, happy birthday, Rose. Happy birthday, yes. Rose. I think has the been reason with no us. one said happy birthday was no one knew it was until you mentioned it, so thank you. Um,
0: Rose has been with us since the very beginning of the show mm-hmm. and has been a regular part of the community. Thank and I know at Rose times it's a
1: struggle visually for her to be with us, so.
0: Yeah, we really appreciate you being here, Rose. Um, um, Dan is mentioning, mentioning an Enterprise episode, The Breach. Um, and, uh, I think this is a good, a good time for us to transition to Enterprise. And when we're thinking about Enterprise, I, I think there's an episode that has a lot of relevance to today. And that is. The,
1: as well as being the end of an arc or the, uh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah the Augments trilogy
1: of episodes. Speaking of. Pl- Speaking, Speaking of Klingons, of Klingons right, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about um, now, Larry. Do you remember the names of these three episodes?
1: Uh, well, no, you're con- no. It's actually well, the Augment trilogy was actually earlier. This is the fling. This is the specifically Klingon end of the Augment episodes.
0: Right, right. The Kling- yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, Affliction I'm, I'm, and
1: Divergence.
0: Affliction and Divergence.
1: But I yeah. had this because the Klingons jump in, try to take the secret of the Augment virus and use it for their own ends to make super warriors for themselves. And it backfires and it's all the technical gobbledygook. But you've got, and that's, uh, Entak, who was a Klingon healer who, who was basically imprisoned to carry this out for the empire. But Entac was like a region. It's another case of, um, like, uh, like Rega on next gen, you know, the Klingons not putting emphasis on scientists in general and healers, like we were mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they need one, so it's like, "Ah, you go science and uh, <laughs> and so they go, so they uh you know then they kidnap flocks to come he, he has flocks kidnapped to come help him out, um who rejects it at first, and then his doctorly instincts take over to, to you know to do no harm, but um he sacrifices himself well his his ridges to test the virus out, um but it, basically they're all prisoners of a of a of a society that's not giving them much respect all around. And it's just yes. all it's just all ham-handled the whole thing is just, you know, bonkers and then the the society pays for it for a century or so while yeah. they're working out the effects of the infected, you know.
0: So there's there's a lot of good stuff there. Um one um as um as Christoph says, it's, you know, this is the explanation for tying up the TOS to motion right. picture ridges um, evolution that we see in. in it's the, the international
1: symbol for augment virus Klingon. The international symbol for standard Klingon. There we go. <laughs> Just so you, you didn't know the uh, ASL was know, so advanced, did you? I, I know
0: now. I know now. Uh-huh. Um, and then is this is this for Vulcan, and is this for Bajoran?
1: Yeah, um, and is this is for Tellarite, right? and this is for Andorian, yeah. There we go. There. We go.
0: Wait, yeah. is this for Andorian?
1: Uh, what's Andorian? Andorian's no, that's fault. Like... <laughs> I was doing this. This was Andorian.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, this should be. And this is also, um, if you go like this, this is hang loose um, yeah. in your surfing. Anyways. And this what is I...
1: hang loose Andorian. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <the old. laughs>
1: Hang Ghost. loose Andorians.
0: Okay. Oh, that that classic about all those surfing Andorians, how mm-hmm. much they love the beach on that icy cold planet. Um. So, what Little we were talking
1: about...
0: Elvis was really big on Andoria Prime.
1: Yes, um, so were the Beach Boys. But yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: so were the Beach Boys. Oh my gosh, uh, good vibrations mm. on the hull plating. Okay. So huh? we are talking about the Augment virus. Uh, I think there's a couple of things that, that really stick out from there that have a lot of relevance to right now. One is, uh, hubris. So moving forward without really thinking about the sure consequences or
1: otherwise. Yes. What's that?
0: <laughs> I said sheer effing or otherwise. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Just, just. Yeah, the capital. Work, hubris. hubris is
1: forever tainted. It's a totally innocent word that existed and that's just forever tainted for me. So you know. what tainted hubris for you? Picard? Admiral Clancy? I know. Oh, not- oh, oh, oh,
0: right, 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 right. I forgot about that. Um It's okay. The, it's a, it's a, um so we we, we see this with um a lot, um, a lot of the exposures we're getting to these, to new novel viruses that humanity hasn't come in contact with before. It's because we keep pushing the boundaries of where we are and we're encountering wildlife and we're having continuous contact with wildlife we shouldn't be having contact with, or we're bringing that wildlife to us and having it come in contact with other wildlife, um, giving opportunities for viruses to mutate, to catch on elements of, of different species. It's not a good situation. So there's, there's hubris there in much the same way as I see with the Klingons experimenting with augment DNA. And then we have what might be a potential way forward. Now we're not going to lose our ridges. Um, although I could I could I could afford to lose some of my wrinkles here um, because
1: Klingons have
0: ridges. <laughs>
1: I just realized Klingons how dated out. that makes me, so I'm going to back out now.
0: Oh I said, well, no. Hey, I think I think do they still use that for ruffles? Um, I don't I don't think so. Oh okay. well, my wife loves ruffles, so we are. The chat a big, will tell us, but we should. Big...
1: I I should never have said that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't that's what you get for bringing up
1: some cliggity's <laughs> that's you know, I've like got my eye on the clock so i'm watching yeah, i know, you. I, know okay.
0: I know um i will finish what i was about to say about this um this might be a path forward for us because the that virus um it it becomes a chronic condition that the klingons can live with and <laughs> while while they get rid of ridges um, and, and that is a pretty big inconvenience in terms of, um, of causality. They can appearance. live with it. They can live with it. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of scientists are predicting here is if once we get to herd immunity, either through vaccines or through infections, hopefully mostly through vaccines, we can get through to herd immunity. What, what COVID 19 will probably look like is something that's more similar to the common cold. Or it might go down the path like a seasonal flu. Maybe we all will get our COVID nineteen shots every year to try to predict, you know, what strain of that virus we'll be getting. Um, but it's it's probably going to become something that we're more chronically living with than something we completely eliminate out. So it's it's probably going to go down some this a similar type of path here. Larry, I know we're um we're we're, we're short on time. We've got a lot to talk about. I got an idea. How about we combine the uh counselor's log and away mission and then we'll do the K three. How, how about, about we, we do that? Yeah. Let's do that. How about we
1: Oh K three so, I to get yeah, go, go Yeah, yeah,
0: you got a thing to do still. Um you're not <laughs> off the hook yet. Um so let's um <laughs> Oh okay. man, these comments are so great. Um clean potato chips ruffles have ridges um okay so i wanted to talk about uh, i'm gonna combine my counselor's log and as well as my away mission and this is the part of the show where i do a little bit of a deeper dive into the psychology behind what we're talking about and what should be abundantly clear at this point is there are so many reasons why people might be suspicious of medicine and um just telling someone Hey, it's good for you. Unless you got a phaser like Kirk, you're not going to get, um, uh, you're not going to get very far with that. So what do you do? Well, um, there's a lot of reasons why this happens. And there's a lot of things that we need to do to, to help people, um, be able to adopt the kind of, uh, things that they need to adopt. Number one is you really want to, you, you want to target identity and group norms. A lot of the reasons why people might be unsure, suspicious of medicine have to deal more with culture and their identity and their values, and that's really where you want to go in with it. With this, you don't want to tell them it's the right thing to do. You don't want to tell them. You don't want to lecture it to them. You want to target their identities. So um, that means, you know, Larry, you've probably seen. Um, friends and and family who are getting the vaccine, they're taking selfies of themselves getting Mm -hmm. the vaccines. They're sharing it widely on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A lot of my friends in healthcare have, who have been getting the vaccine. They've been posting these things, these testimonials, those things actually really help. It gives you a sense of, Hey, other folks I know are getting this and in a world where we can't see each other in real life, we need social media is actually one way of, of uh, demonstrating some of that social proof that people I know are getting this. That actually helps. It makes a difference. Badges, stickers, seeing elected leaders, seeing celebrities, people that you look up to um, getting vaccines makes a big difference. It was a big deal that both Nancy Pelosi and Mike Pence were seeing getting um, getting the COVID-19 vaccine. That is really important. It, it's <laughs> it's been, like, we're seen to be alive.
1: Yes. Seen yes. To, well,
0: that's important too. The um, so virus, you, from bullets, for whatever.
1: Yes, yes.
0: You, you kind of want to create a situation of FOMO, a fear of missing out, that this is mm-hmm. something the whole group is getting and you want to be a part of it as well. Um, and then I talked before about motivations. Motivations are we need to follow the motivations. Just like that trader at Deep Space Nine who needed to get the uh, gold press latinum for making his deliveries. Um, if employers give their employees a day off to go get the vaccine when it's more widely available, if colleges are able to give free stuff to students as they get the vaccine, that's going to really help to get people uh, vaccinated. And then for people who might be um more suspicious of this for cultural reasons, or for they might not believe in the science, or they might not believe in COVID nineteen. There's other ways to present this information. Um, you might be able to present it as um, we don't want our country to fall behind of other countries in reopening, in getting our economy going again. That message can really resonate with people who might um, deny COVID nineteen. That. This is going to get our country back on track, and we don't want to fall behind uh, everyone else. Another message that might be able to resonate with people who might be more distrustful of science, for good reasons, is um, that um, this is this is going to keep our community safe. Um, we don't want the elders in our community. To uh, potentially get something that might that might cause them harm, so it's about exploring identity. It's about exploring culture. It's about um, exploring motivations. And my away mission to to you all is um, as you see these messages in your community, um, as people around you are able to get the vaccine. To endorse those messages, to like those photos, to, to share a, com- um, a comment. That's actually really important. It might sound like Slack division and it's not making a big difference. It actually really is making a difference. Um, I'm, I've been quite jealous of all of my healthcare colleagues who have been able to get this vaccine. And we kind of, we want that. We want that element of people wanting to get this thing. So Larry, that's my away mission for today um but i am i'm dying to hear what you got for us uh for the k3 factor
1: well you know guys k3 factor for if you're new to the show um k3 is the only mention of mental health in the original series aside from a psycho tricorder um but k3 was on the bio bed there the brain factor whatever that was um so this is a part where apart from all that stuff ollie just did um we take this theme and deep dive Backstage of Star Trek, which is what I love to do. And so I was thinking in the real world where a distrust of of science, especially medicine, or some spectrum reaction to medicine, or a non reaction and all that. And I'm sure I could have deep, deep dived into something somewhere along the way, but one that really appeared to me, and it's partly a, a, a sign of the times also. Was, and I, and you've, I've got a series of three to show you guys. Yeah. I can show the first one. Um, there's a name if you don't know in Star Trek background that you should know. Tragically, he was not around to, to know what all, what he wrought. But Gene Kuhn is the guy who, speaking of Klingons, not only invented the Klingons, uh, invented the terms Starfleet and Federation of Planets and the Prime Directive as a concept. All of this. That was really the heart of Star Trek outside of Gene. And Dorothy and, and, uh, the other, Dorothy Fontana said Star Trek had two great genes, Gene Roddenberry and Gene Kuhn, uh, had, a, had great genes in its beginning. But Gene Kuhn as a person, aside from being this prolific writer from the fifties onward, was in Gene's generation, the other Gene's generation, the fifties and sixties, <laughs> wrote a couple of novels, had been a Marine, had been in Korea, you know, he was a veteran and, you know, and, and, uh, was a prolific writer, could turn stuff out amazingly fast, um, created the Gorn for Arena. Mm. And uh, it, thanks to you know, like speed, basically. But one thing, <clears throat> and it's a part of the culture of the time, the 60s, he loved, they talk about how he loved those skinny cigars, the Tipperello, um, um, I forget the actual brand name. But anyway, they were very popular in the 50s and 60s. And he was mad for those. And he finally burned out a little bit on Star Trek. He and the other gene had a disagreement about humor, about some of the choices he was making as the head writer under, you know, there was only one writer, staff writer. And he left, but he was still beloved. He wrote under his his, his um, pseudonym for Star Trek, Lee Cronin, um, had five or six episodes, third season that way. And went on to do other work. He wrote a couple of TV movies. If you remember a series called the, um, 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 oh damn, uh, Robert Wagner uh, was a cat burglar. I've just gone blank on it. Anyway, he I was a no showrunner for that. Uh, yeah, someone's gonna say it in the chat. Anyway, his assistant on Star Trek, Andy Richardson, or Andy, uh, Andy Richardson back then, Andrea uh, uh, Kindred now uh that we had on Portal 47. We need to get her to to she's eighty now, but she's wonderful, awesome person. She was filling in more. And a lot of us don't know about Gene Kuhn because he did not live to see the hoopla of even the motion picture. Even really the animated series. He was working with Gene on a on a comeback for on he was working the original bits with Gene for Spectre uh for uh for Quester about the questing Android. Um but he basically had had a cough and he by 73 he came down with this used to happen all the time a diagnosis of lung cancer hmm. and between the he basically within he got the diagnosis had been having a cough finally went to a doctor and this is again like the early 70s and by the time they he finally went in to a doctor and got analyzed and scoped out he had massive You know, there was like no way, and died six months later. Um, And you know, so he died in 1973. He missed the whole seeing what all of his work did. He never got to really join in on that, um, much less have a productive life. But that's a case where it's not so much. I think it was burgeoning science affecting our personal. We see that a lot with you know food, diet habits, all kinds of things. Much less smoking. And now you know the whole thing with vaping coming back. It's still smoke in your lungs, people. Good God. Um, but there's a, there's a, to me, that struck me as a personal, you know, resistance to an ongoing daily interaction with, and that's cultural. That's like, oh, and, and even getting sick and maybe being too scared, maybe having a feeling of what was wrong, uh, as his health declined and declined, declined until finally being forced to go in and having the awful truth. And, you know, if he'd gone in a year or two or three earlier, could something have been done? who knows in the early 70s but still a uh, very sad tragic case there of you know well he shouldn't have been smoking well yeah <laughs> but in that time and generation you know it's just a it's just a multi-layered thing so anyway that's a that's a K3 case there's Andy right there with him you can also see that first picture when he was young behind the huge 2-ton typewriter and then this is a rare picture of Gene yeah there's there's young Gene in the 50s um And then, uh, you know, last two or three years of his life, Gene Kuhn there where he's that one in the color picture really shows it where he's he's aged and maybe not in the best way. Anyway, there's another case um, very quickly of um, hopefully a way that we're paying attention to now specifically. But there's still much of a there's a huge cultural impact there of people who sense something is going on and they have a fear of doctors. They have a distrust of doctors. Or, you
0: know. or um, a desire to not know, um, yes. Yes. or a yes. minimizing of symptoms. This is um, in the United States. This is. I traditionally... think that desire
1: to not know because you have a in you have a yeah. sense of what the truth is and you can't deal with it.
0: Yeah, this is um, in the United States. This has been a problem for a lot of. Uh, You're welcome, Ollie. How was that?
1: Yeah. No, we that's always have the all A three factor grade here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> on the surprise, <laughs> unexpected. That was the surprise a
1: surprise scale. Okay,
0: that was an unexpected one. Um, I actually, of all the Star Trek contributors, um, Gene Kuhn um, is one I don't know much about at all. Well, um, you're in
1: a big club. So, so
0: yeah, yeah. So I appreciate that, Larry. I always, um, um, I always love a good surprise in K three, and that was a good one. Um, this is yeah, this is a big problem for a lot of men in the United States. Of um, of getting early diagnosis, especially of of problems like cancer, um, the one of the best <coughs> things to do is early diagnosis, and um, we have a huge problem with getting people to to do that. Um, so that's a whole that that what's great about that, Larry, is that's that's a whole nother layer to this onion. Of uh, there, there's so many reasons why people are um. Suspicious. And, you know, I I mentioned in my away mission here um, all the things we can do to get um, people more interested in in taking action on these things. And we heard from Cairo, as well as um, a few other folks, of uh, how low the supplies are of the vaccine and how some people are now becoming suspicious of those who are getting access. Um, Right. So. That's a whole nother problem we haven't really tackled like here on the banks. Yeah. In, yeah. So, um we need to increase <laughs> demand to be able to get to herd immunity, but what if the supply is low? Um and and so that's a whole nother. We don't have replicators, unfortunately. Because of
1: bad choices and decisions and inept leadership and yeah.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. um and, and there's a whole nother inequity that's going to be coming out in and is happening right now in terms of countries that can that have more money to pay for this and countries that mm-hmm. do not. Um So that's a whole
1: nother issue yeah. that we have. I have uh, to wrap up and be gone here in just two or three minutes, but I just yeah, want there's I, I I see some things in chat really you know worth mentioning here. Uh is happy
0: birthday, Jared. We also, yes. Jared's birthday was on Wednesday. So happy birthday, Jared. He got and, the birthday present
1: on time. Yes.
0: Yeah. Before before we forget, thank you to Jared and Scott for moderating our chats. And mm-hmm. then also thank you for Scott for editing our episodes for podcast distribution. So um, thank you, folks, for being part and,
1: of that. And thanks to Jared, who's cleaning up the posting now for the archival posting every week, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Melanie was mentioning going to a Chinese buffet uh, and lots of people not wearing masks, and they were not uh, enforcing it. And she said the place is supposed to be open. That's in Modesto, the hometown of Bradward Boimler, now we know, um, <laughs> from Lower Decks. Everything
0: uh, is just California-centric in Lower yeah, Decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: apparently. Uh, Dan Lecky mentioned as an episode, mentioned um, – Ah, uh, the Enterprise episode, and I've lost it here. But he was talking about the Antaran who distrusted Flocks uh, because that was his culture's, his culture cultural bent. So another example of a cultural bent away from trusting it. Yes. Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening to the Life Support Live podcast. We'd love to get your feedback on this episode. I'm at Ali
1: Matu on social media. And I'm at Larry Nemechek. Hey, if you like this show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review. It'll help more people to discover life support. And you can join the community at our Life Support Live Facebook group.
0: If you'd like to learn more about psychology and mental health, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com
1: slash the psych show. And for a deeper dive into all things Trekland, like Portal 47, check out Larry Nemechek's Trekland on Facebook and YouTube. Until next time... Live long and prosper. Trek well, everyone.